0: What's up, Bootstrappers? This is the Bring Your Own Bootstraps podcast where we, two millennial entrepreneurs, are helping you build your own business. And in this episode, we are going to be telling you everything you should know about employing people, actual people. So, payroll, hiring, and all the ins and outs. Trust us, we have made mistakes and we are here to show you how you can get it right. So, I'm really excited to bring you this episode. And uh, yeah, let's get it rolling. What's up, Bootstrappers? This is Katie. And I'm Nancy. And we are here in your literal eardrums to kind of move on to the next phase of owning a business.
1: Just kind of figuring out where you are and what your next step is going to be and just kind of analyzing what, what is it that your business needs right now.
0: Absolutely. And one of the biggest steps in owning a business or starting a business is that moment when you decide, I need help. And it's not just help from like friends or, you know, vendors like I need somebody who regularly is there to help me.
1: Yeah, sometimes you cannot be that one man show. I mean, it's great when you're a startup and you're doing it, you've been doing it for so long, but there comes a moment of growth that you realize I've done all the right steps. I've done my marketing. I've done um, the online sales. I've grown and I've grown to a capacity that I can no longer handle on my own.
0: Absolutely. We're at, honestly, to a point where it is costing you money to not have that help. And of course, what we are talking about is hiring your first employee.
1: That's so exciting to realize it's a moment when we're going to have an employee in our business. I know somebody who depends
0: on you, you know, financially, they have committed to applying and hiring and, you know, they are going to be working for you, whether part time or full time. And, you know, that's a whole another level of responsibility becoming an employer. I would say that that was my biggest step as start, you know, when I started a business is when I'm like actually hiring people. and it is a huge responsibility there's there's a lot you know going on you've got a whole person it's almost like having a a, a grown child who you need to take
1: care of honestly when you look at it it truly is they're getting paid rather it's an hourly wage or a salary but it is a grown child the way you kind of say it because they do have responsibilities that they're going to be um, kind of expected to, to keep up with. But also there's there's going to be times where you kind of have to say, hey, um, we need to step it up or we need to do a little bit better. And it's crazy to think that we can have that reference. Absolutely. And,
0: you know, whether you you know are gonna go out there and like you know put an ad out there or go on facebook or hire somebody you know or word of mouth you know that's a whole different level that we'll get into Um, but the first thing that you want to take into consideration is are you ready to hire an employee Um, And when you do decide that you're going to hire an employee, there are things that you have to do. Um, Just like when you registered for your LLC, you do have to register now with the Department of Revenue um, in that respective state. So in this case, we'll just talk about Texas. um, But this is applicable to every other state. Every state has a Department of Revenue. The Texas one is the Texas Workforce Workforce Commission. Commission. And the Texas Workforce Commission, luckily, Texas is one of the very few states that does not have payroll tax, which is
1: one of the... that's actually amazing for whenever you are looking to hire.
0: Yes. So there isn't a payroll tax, which is great for your employees. Um, that's why a lot of companies are actually moving to Texas is because it's a big benefit. Um, you almost get a raise. Um, when we moved from uh, New York to Texas, Jacob was able to stay working for his company remotely. But because he moved to Texas, they had to register in Texas to do business. and he then no longer had to pay that new york state payroll tax and it was like he got a 12 percent raise like off the bat um he was
1: able to see that extra additional income coming in which is a huge difference when you depending on which state you're in and and what the um oh yeah payroll taxes oh luckily we don't have that
0: (laughs) yeah instead we have property tax which is not about this business we're not going (laughs) to go into that in another episode but yes it's payroll tax and so
1: Once you decide that you are ready to hire an employee or go and reach out to a contractor, subcontractors, you guys have to register with the Workforce Solution here in Texas.
0: Yes. And through that, there are various taxes that you will have to pay. So the easiest way to explain that is that if you pay somebody $100, and I'm just picking $100 for easy math. you. Part of that $100 is going to be FICA tax, which is your federal income tax, and then also unemployment insurance. Unemployment insurance is paid by the employee and you. You both kind of split the cost of unemployment insurance. So if you're paying somebody $100, you're really the employer cost is going to be closer to probably $120 is what I would estimate that at. Um, It's going to depend on what your unemployment insurance rate is, and that will get determined at the time you uh, register with the Texas Workforce Commission. But other than that, that, you know, it's, you do have to take that in consideration. It is an additional cost, but there are a lot of benefits that come to that. Um, And, you know, a lot of times, and I see this so often, is people decide to contract people who are actually employees. And that is a big liability risk on you to where you could get fined by the Texas Workforce Commission if you, it is determined that they are actually employees. Um, and there's a lot of checks and balances that go into that. They have a long list of things. But the main thing is, is if somebody is, if you are setting the hours, if they get an email address, if they get a uniform, if they are told when to work, what to work, how to do the things, and you start giving them all the them all of these instructions, that is an employee. That is not a contractor. A contractor uses their own tools. They make their own hours. You give them something to do and they do it and they do it at their own pace and they do it at their own will, maybe based on a contract, but you, you really have to measure those things because they do audit you. Um, if you have a lot of contractor expenses and if you fail that audit, you owe them all those back taxes.
1: And you don't want to get caught in that. And sometimes it can be a fine line just depending on the employee and the contractor because you've got to decide what your business and depending on which industry, what it is that you're looking to get. Rather, it's an employee or just contract out to get something off your plate. Um, another thing to decide once you're ready to actually be in an employer is can we afford to have an employee? So definitely, it's one thing to say, hey, I need an employee. Now you have to think about, can I afford one? What am I coming in at? What am I offering them? Um, And then what are my expectations?
0: Absolutely. And with that, can you afford them? I mean, the, the thing is, is once you take that responsibility of being an employer, whether it's contract or not, you have to pay them once they do their work. You owe them. There are laws involved. And, you know, it can be really, really sticky Is if you come to the conclusion, oh, well, they didn't do a good job, so I'm not going to pay them. It doesn't work that way. Um, you owe them for the work and that time that they spent no matter what. So always take that into consideration. And, you know, are you ready? And if you are, then uh, it's, that's an exciting time.
1: It really is cuz you've realized that what you started um what started as just you it now means it's grown you you know you followed your gut you started this business and now it's grown to the point that you have to have an employee or employees.
0: Yeah, and and you know we're not here to scare y'all, we're just here to like really set the you know set the uh, expectations properly because again, it is a very big responsibility. It's honestly probably one of the biggest ones you will take on as an as a a business. And, you know, learn from our mistakes and the things that I've seen. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a big deal. And we just want to really emphasize that. Um, So yeah, I would say the next thing that I would really like, you know, is, is how do you pay those taxes? This is now a tax that you're going to have to pay you know, sometimes monthly, sometimes quarterly. It depends. Um, The bigger the business, the more often that you're going to have to pay them. Um, But the biggest thing I would suggest is using a payroll company. There are a lot out there and they withhold those taxes and pay them for you. Um, So one of my favorites is Gusto. It's a really great one for small businesses. They kind of walk you through a lot of the steps of how do you, you know, get with the Texas Workforce Commission. You put in the percentages inside of the payroll uh, platform and they withhold those taxes. When I run payroll every other week, it tells me, you know, I go in and put the hours, I go put the tips, I put everything in. And when I hit go, it says, this is the amount that's going to be debited. This is the amount that's taxed. This is the amount that we're going to pay on your behalf. So if I'm, if my payroll is $5,000, it actually deducts like $5,700 or something like that from my, um, you know, bank account, and then they take all of those taxes and they submit you know, the W-9s at the end of the year and all of those things. And you
1: know, that's a benefit that you're talking about whenever you're using a payroll company, um, obviously different industries here, um, and of course we do contractors more than than employees, but we're doing a lot of the stuff on our own just because it fits our schedule and it fits what we're doing. But whenever you are hiring that payroll company, they are taking care of all of that for you. It's, it's a little bit less of a headache, especially as you're starting, but you can always um, talk to them. And just be like what is it that i'm expecting because there might be a time that you might want to take over that, that task but you know as you sit here and say that you do have to budget for that it's not just i'm going to pay somebody ten dollars an hour that's it multiply that times 40 you know you can't just go about it that way there are costs that they're going to go into uh, account here and what they're actually going to get you know like kind of like the gross pay and then after what, what they're coming in bringing home that's something you want to account for and also seek out somebody local i mean who do you, i know you say you use gusto Um, we've done our payroll before, especially with our contractors, um, through QuickBooks. I mean, something that incorporates everything so easily, it's obviously something we like, as we talked about journal entries at one point. Um, it just goes hand in hand with our business and you'll find something that's going to fit your business.
0: Does your accountant handle all of your 1099s at the end of the year? Everything. That's awesome. And that's the thing about contractors is if you pay somebody more than $400 in a calendar year, you have to issue a 1099 to that person at the end of the year so that then they can go and do their taxes. And because you're not withholding taxes, now they owe taxes to the government. And so, you know, that's one of those reasons why you can get audited is because the IRS and the federal government, they want their money. And so if you have all of these expenses going out, they're like, well, who's getting this money?
1: Right. And
0: so you just want to keep that into consideration. Keep up. Do not pay contractors through Venmo. Do not pay contractors through, you know, Cash App. That That's going to be a nightmare. And, you know, when they ask for that 1099 at the end of the year, you're going to be like, um what
1: <laughs> and i know it makes it so easy today as that is a form of payment everybody's saying just venmo me cash at me um but honestly to protect your business and to make it a lot easier to put them into your uh you know b- payroll system or your business banking um however you may be running it and choose to do so but based on your comfort they have to be issued a payment as they are a contractor not just hey let me just venmo you you know, what you paid. Because at the end of the day, for us, the way we're running our business, I have to see what comes in and what goes out. And that's going to allow me to see every journal entry, especially, like I said, with me, it's always going to be QuickBooks that we love to do on our side. And it helps us to keep track of every little penny.
0: Oh, absolutely. QuickBooks is... Honestly, I love QuickBooks. (laughs) (laughs) And Gusto integrates with QuickBooks, so... (laughs)
1: And, And whenever you do end up... You know, look at the integration of the systems. Because especially if you... You know, I... I could just like it for the journal entries, you know, send in a receipt, it itemizes it all for you if you don't have the time. But then all of a sudden, if I say, hey, I'm not going to use the QuickBooks payroll, I'm going to go with the Gusto payroll, it'll still integrate perfectly.
0: Absolutely. So let's rewind a little bit, you know, kind of we've kind of rambled on about like, you know, I, I feel like we just gave a lot of information in about <laughs> 10 minutes. Um, but when, how, when did you hire your first person?
1: i want to say it was about seven months in for the agency yeah it was about seven months in uh when you realize it's it's too much for you know with the agency, it's my husband and I. And so we hired someone to come in and, and help with some of the stuff. And they, they were 1099, especially for our industry, whenever they're making a certain amount of money or they're getting commission only. It just depends on how we structured them. Um, but it, I mean, it's still something to look at. We had to register, obviously, with the workforce. We had to get our unemployment insurance. You've got a lot of things you have to set up when you realize this business is growing and we need more than, you know, two sets of hands. Absolutely. There's
0: no way I can run my bar with just me and Jacob. It would be, be a <laughs> disaster (laughs) i would i literally there's there's no way there's no way um and and yeah that that's when i hired my first employee um now i had hired employees through other entities that i had worked with but i had never hired my own employee until about a year ago when we opened the bar and luckily i had a lot of experience in running payroll and workers comp which we'll go into and all of those different um, things that you need to do. So I'd done it before. You know, it wasn't my first rodeo. It was just my first rodeo running the show. As you being the employer, exactly. Next time. <laughs> and that's been my biggest learning curve. Um, you know, we I was talking n- the other day, and you know, somebody asked what was the hardest thing about running a business, and I honestly think it's being an employer. Um, that's been the biggest learning curve for me. Is you know how to be a good employer because that's something that's really important to me people don't leave bad companies they leave bad management they leave bad employers and bad work environments and my goal is to have people who want to come to work they enjoy their work they're taking care of they're making a good living and you know their things aren't you know nobody wants to come to a job where they're just miserable you know okay. and and especially in the service industry it can be hard it's 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 a tough job and it's one of the hardest and um you know just making sure they have the tools do they have the training they need is the system working are the things where do they have all of the materials they need to get through the day and um yeah i mean it's just it's it's a big big learning curve and that is why we're here to kind of help you help guide you through that
1: you know i'm glad you mentioned that about our um, employees i will say like i said when speaking just about the agency that's one thing but when we go over to like true employees, which are, let's just go with our truck drivers. When we have a driver coming in and Honestly, as I hate to say this, but truck drivers are becoming rare breeds. Mm-hmm. It is hard to find somebody that's going to stick with you, um, especially because they want to make X amount of money. And you know, I, I was actually just talking to somebody this morning about, hey, they want to make this amount of money, but they only want to show up for one, one or two days out of the week. I'm like, that's impossible. I was like, there's no way I can pay that amount. I was like, I can salary them, but it's you know, if they don't show up, that's kind of a, something an expense on me, and I'm not really getting the benefit of, it, of an actual driver. Um, so with that aspect of, of having drivers as employees, it becomes more of a percentage of you know the the loads, which they make their more, more money that way in, in my opinion. But it is becoming harder and you wanna keep your drivers or your employees, let's go with employees, but you wanna keep your employees and you wanna make sure if there's somebody that's there that's helping you in your business, what can you do for them if they're already there for you? especially because you you mentioned, you know, it's hard to find employees that are going to stick around. I mean, somebody can come up and offer them, you know, five more dollars an hour and they're jumping ship. But somebody that enjoys what they do with you and they are already learning what you guys are training them to do and you treat them the right way, they're going to stick around. And that's what you want. You want somebody that's going to be able to stick around and then they become the trainer for your future employees.
0: For sure. And it's it's building the right expectations when you hire them, being honest, don't promise the world. Um, and then also, again, yeah, creating that environment, creating that, you know, and I, I'm not one of those people who say like, oh, you know, when you work for like a corporate job, like, oh, we're a big family, blah, blah, blah. You know, I, I, I hate that mentality because, you know, at the end of the day, people are there to make money and there to work. But Treating them like they are family is a big difference. Not treating them like somebody who's just there to be a means to an end. And, you know, just again, taking care of your employees is really important to the best of your ability. You know, I'm a bar, I can't pay, I can't salary my people at a certain X amount of money, but, you know, it's, it's, that's okay. It's just setting the correct expectation.
1: No, I'm with you on that. It's sometimes it's going to be hard to, you know, we have to give that, be a little more empathetic toward, towards our employees whenever they are able to come in, whenever they have life situations happen. Um, one of the biggest things that I've always said, and, and I continue to do so today, and I think if you do follow me on Instagram or Snapchat or TikTok, I share it when I am behind the rig. Um, there's going to be a time that I have an issue, a driver's not able to show up, whatever's happening. I'm gonna get behind the truck, I'm gonna do it. I, I'm. It's not a problem because that is the whole concept of knowing what I do and be able to teach it and hire somebody to do it because maybe it's grown beyond my means and so I need help, but also to be able to come back to it and say, all right, I'm not able to get somebody, I don't have an additional person, I'm gonna go ahead and do it because at the end of the day, I started the business. I was able to do it at one point, so I have no problem. And Katie. I, that's an, a testament to you as well. When we have had, um, you know, maybe our bartenders aren't available, Katie is behind the bar, and sometimes you're going to see her and she's slinging drinks nonstop. <laughs> so I'll come up to and be like, "Hey, how's it going?" And she's just like, one drink, another drink." Because the best thing about having our business is knowing that we are the business first. Just because we have employees, contractors, whatever you call, we are able to come back and say, "Hey, I can do it if we don't have somebody." For sure.
0: Last night, just last night, one of my bar backs said, I've never worked at a bar where the owner is in the kitchen washing dishes. And I really appreciate that. Like, yeah, I'm washing dishes is not below me. Honestly, it's kind of therapeutic. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like, I know how to do every single thing in that bar. And I'm there, you know, 80% of the time I'm there at that bar. And no, and, and this is the actually, this is the first advice that my father gave me when we opened up. It was nobody's going to love your business the way that you do. And you need to know how to do every single thing there. And you need to have your eyes on it. And you need to make sure that you are taking care of your bar. You know, it's it's one of those things because, again, employees are great. And I love all of my employees. But, again, it is a job for them. It is not their, you know, it, it, you are the one that is responsible for making sure that they have the tools and the training and the, um, you know, the, the, the right uh, path to be successful. And their failure is your fault. And, and that is how I feel, you know what I mean? If, if they're not doing something that correctly or they're making a drink wrong, or there's three different ways to make an old fashioned, that's not the bartender's fault. That's my fault i have not clearly defined um, the recipe or i have not made it clear or i have not done something and that's something that as a business owner you need to take like on your shoulders and say this is on me i need to give you a better better guidance
1: right and sometimes it is being able to take the fault and say you know what I didn't provide the right training or I didn't give you the necessary tools to be able to execute your job. And that could be in anything. In Absolutely. Anything, honestly, um, I want to say it was a few months ago. I had a bad experience at a bank and, you know, was the banker that was giving me the incorrect information because it's not my first rodeo opening a, a business account. And I was unhappy with the experience. So, you know, of, of course, when I left, I, I called my husband, I'm like, this is not right. I was like, I know this is not the right way to do this. And so anyways, long story short, we went through the whole streamline. I ended up having the VP of the bank call me and say, I'm not really sure what happened. I'm just so sorry that this happened. I was like, look, at the end of the day, I don't even need an apology from, from the guy that was helping me. I was like, I appreciate your apology, but the only advice I would give is you train them. I was like so you already set them up for the for failure because the way that they handled the situation was not the way it should have been done so it's not always saying hey well, i'm not sure what happened to him or why he's not giving you the correct information you know it's kind of like you threw him into the bus but at the end of the day you gave them that training. So I'm, I'm firm on saying if, if anybody, rather it's our, our producers or drivers, anybody makes a mistake, what could I have done better to give them the right tools? And how can I move forward now and say, hey, from here on out, this is what we have to do? Um, because sometimes it can be on, on us, you know? Um, I go back obviously we're going to be talking about our experiences for our for us and trucking whenever my drivers go out and there's an inspection and something you know something got docked on our side and i sit there and have to battle with data i i'm like what did i not tell him before he took off you know what did what was it i could have checked better or or done or gone over again so that we didn't get that so i can't always blame just you know our, our employees because sometimes it's what did i not do enough
0: Absolutely. Again, yeah. It's like, and, and like the metaphor. And I'm not trying to say my employees are children because they're not. They're very grown adult people. But it's saying it's kind of like as if they were, your, you know, your kids. What can I do better to make it easier for you? How can I give you the right information, the right tools to make sure that this doesn't happen? Maybe I didn't explain something properly. You know, it's kind of like sometimes people take things very literally instead of like, you know, figuratively, you know, and it's, you know, it's kind of like at the bar, like my rule is you always get a card, you always get a card or you close them out. That is that is the rule, because people walk their tabs constantly. And that's a big cost right there. But you know, it's sometimes there are exceptions, or maybe I didn't explain the rule properly. Or, you know, again, it's, it's how can I make it better. And then also just always offering that positive hand and saying, let's fix it. Let's fix it.
1: Right. Because obviously everything that we have put in place can be tweaked, can be perfected, and we can go back and and look at that. Um, But obviously you guys, as you guys are learning, is it time for me to have an employee? Uh, After registering to get that, um, everything done through the, the workforce solutions and after making sure that you do have that unemployment insurance, kind of like how did you find your employees like was it an, an ad you know how did you go about doing that yeah that's
0: a great question and I think this is a, an amazing topic because most of my employees came from either I I did inherit a couple from the previous owner um Brian is an amazing employee and he's oh. been with I know we, we love we love you <laughs> <laughs> love you Brian, not her husband Brian my bartender Brian we have to like d- that is true that it lot. is so hard because <laughs> we
1: do have two Brian so it's like be one one B two, but I've always called my husband Brian. Um, I usually call him B, but with Brian, our bartender, I call him Boo. Anytime I see him, I'm like, Hey, Boo! I call him B money. <laughs> That'd be
0: money um but i but brian is i inherited him um neil is the son of the previous owners and he's in school right now so he got to continue as well Um, but one of the things that happened to me um that i thought was a really big learning lesson and not with not with neil and brian obviously um, is the the hiring of friends which can get really messy yeah. and i i i will tell say this with a You know, it's one of those things kind of like heavy hearted or um, just make sure that you take into very big consideration who you hire. Um, Because there is a line between employee and friends and you've got to be careful because, you know, once you become someone's employer, there is a completely separate relationship that you now have from somebody who is your friend, because this is your business. This is your bottom line. This is things that are very important. There are, you know, rules and laws and all kinds of things that go into, in, into place. And so I just say that with be careful. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not saying that there aren't a many, many success, success stories. I have a few of my own, but just take that into consideration. Um, you know, because again, to do more advice that my dad has given me, your employees there has to be a break, there has to be a moment where you are the employer, you're not their friend. And and I hope I'm glad that I've not really had to have that really in my life yet. You know, there's been a couple of moments and, you know, I've learned and grown from them. Um, I I think we all have. But again, you've got to take that in consideration before you make that decision.
1: And honestly, I think when you hire, um, because obviously, it's been a thing to hire your friends, it makes kind of what you're doing a little more fun and exciting because you've got a friend alongside but i've always been and i think i've said this to you multiple times i've always been a person that you have to draw that hard line um i'm always going to be friends with with the people that are there doing what we do and, and they enjoy it but then i've got to take that friendship hat off and then put like my business hat on and be like all right at the end of the day, this is the business aspect this is what we need to do we're totally great to go you know we're girlfriends, we're gonna go have drinks after like five o'clock, that's fine. But during the business time, when we have something that we're doing, it is very important to keep that and I want to say, you know, we as business partners, we've been able to say, friends, we're able to do this, we're friends outside of the business aspect. But whenever it comes to our business, it's like, how can you know, for Nancy's Casino to go? How can I help you and then vice versa? Rather, we're doing pairings rather we're creating drinks to go with the food or rather the foods going to be put out, um, which is an exciting thing for like this week, we were just talking about how much food are we putting out in, in, in a table setting that we're doing so being able to you know collaborate in that manner but still know that we're friends but still we want the business to succeed first oh as absolutely well. and so it's the same thing for being an employee if you want to have an employee and it's your friend it's just setting those expectations like you know you never want a friendship to be hurt over this but if you set those expectations and make it very clear and stick to them because sometimes it's hard you're like oh it's my friend it's okay they can have another day off well the thing is you still have a business to run and so, you want to make sure you make that your priority. Your business is the reason you started this. You're, you want to make it a success. Well, as you're hiring friends or however you go about that, make sure you keep your why. Why did you start this? That way, you don't kind of start teetering.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, keep in mind, and, and this is something that I tell myself what, what I always kind of try to think, you know, and I'm not a negative thinker, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty positive person for the most part. But, you know, I think, how can this go wrong? Is a good way to just kind of with anything honestly how can this go wrong how can i help mitigate that you know what's more important you know and yeah it's just making sure that at the end of the day your business is successful your friendships are intact and you're doing everything the right way (laughs)
1: Yeah, for sure. I, I can definitely say that. And we've we've had a friend of mine who who was working with us for a really long time. Miss her to death all the time because I wish she was at the company still. Um, obviously parted ways, different reasons. You know, she needed something that's different for her and her family. Completely understood. Still friends today. So being able to say we've had a successful story where we're still friends today. You know, hopefully one day if she says, hey, I want to come back, I'm like, let's do it. knowing when you are the right fit and when maybe something's at a you know crossroads they have to go one way you keep going your way for sure Um, so we're
0: gonna take a really quick break um, but I think afterwards I'd really like to kind of go into some um, things that I get a lot of questions about and there's a lot of misconceptions and that is the concept of unemployment insurance
1: oh goodness
2: Is your time as a business owner being absorbed by ongoing human resources issues and concerns? Are you spending hours recruiting, interviewing, onboarding, training, and struggling to retain good employees? Let the Victory Employer Services give you your time back. My name is Elaine Botello, CEO and founder of the Victory Employer Services. Let my professional HR team provide one-on-one HR consultation and services for your business. We will write your job descriptions, oversee your interviewing and hiring processes, help you develop competitive compensation plans, help you stay compliant with employment laws, and much more. We are local here in Waco and we offer our services at reasonable rates. Let the Victory Employer Services offer you peace of mind. Call the Victory Employer Services at 254-715-7554 or visit our website at thevictoryes.com.
0: All right. Welcome back bootstrappers uh, to the second part. Um, And last we kind of teased in um, before we went to the break was, you know, I want to kind of demystify the concept of unemployment insurance because there's a lot of misconceptions about what it is and Kind of, you know, how it works and how it works for employers and how it works for you as an employee um, as well, um, particularly on the employer side. So a lot of times people think, you know, if someone's let go or whatnot, that when somebody goes on unemployment, that is on the employer to then supplement that pay for them while they're on unemployment. And uh, that's really not the case. You know, the, the way that it works is is you're paying into this unemployment insurance. And every single dollar that you pay employees to this unemployment insurance gets paid to the Texas Workforce Commission. And then what happens is is it, you kind of build up this little pot. It's, a, it's like this, you know, kind of like a pool of money that you've paid into. As has the employee, they are also paying 50% of that. And you are matching it and what happens is is that when somebody files for unemployment sometimes no matter what if they have worked for you in the past four quarters if they filed for unemployment so let's just say somebody were to quit or move on to a different job, and maybe they would go and get a corporate job, or who knows where they're going. But then they get let go from that job. If they worked for you in that past four quarters, it does come out of your pool, um, and that's just how it works. And if you your pool goes in less than what your less than what you've paid in, that's great. Your rate is not going to go up the next year, most likely. In fact, your rate can go down. Um, but if it does go above that, you know, meaning like if somebody goes on unemployment and it goes into your four quarter pool, you know, your rate can be affected. Um, during COVID, the
1: Texas Workforce Commission actually put a hold on that. I did, I did see all that, especially because there were so many people that were using those benefits.
0: Exactly, they put a hold on it so it wasn't affecting anybody's pool. Uh, and that was one of the COVID relief things that the state, you know, did to kind of mitigate this issue that happened when all of these people were let go um but you know if if you do go a little bit into the pool and you start using more than what you paid in then your rate can go up the next year and that is one that thing that does affect your bottom line and why it's important to give your employees the right tools make sure like if somebody's not doing a great job the first answer should not be let's let them go you know, it, you got to take that into consideration as the, an employer. Yeah,
1: there's definitely steps. And, and, you know, especially to, it's a part of the um, Texas unemployment insurance that we're talking about. You you want to make sure that you're also protecting yourself. You know, when somebody isn't performing the way you want them to, there's steps that you take. Rather, it's kind of like going in, having a, a kind of like a verbal warning. Not, I mean, you know, it sounds really harsh to say it, a verbal warning, but being able to say, hey, I had the conversation with you. I, I kind of told you you weren't meeting the expectations. This is where we need to go. And then further down the line, if it's a written type of warning you know take those steps so that you're also protected as an employer but also the employees also have to you know kind of fend for themselves because they earlier you know katie mentioned they are now depending on you as this is a means for them to make money and to be able to pay for their stuff as well um they're showing up and you're showing up for them as well it's kind of having a happy medium trying to figure out how to make it work for both
0: For sure. And again, I don't, you know, it's kind of feels like a negative topic to talk about. And it is not one of those positive, funny, you know, things because, you know, sometimes things don't work out. But at the end of the day, you are the employer, you're the one who is responsible for making sure that they do the best that they can um, and doing what, you know, they were they were hired to do.
1: Yeah. And always remember, whenever you made this decision, I need an employee, it's an amazing thing for your business because that means you're growing and your business is the success you wanted it to be. Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I think a couple of other things that I would like to touch base on
0: um, again is you know, what are the things that you need to do as an employer to set yourself up for success? Um, Having those written guidelines, a handbook is great. Having regular meetings, things that really set those expectations, make it clear and really build your employees a foundation for success.
1: And I think another thing is it's kind of having um, an open door policy to be able to have them communicate with you because maybe they're not understanding something or they need a little more help and to be able to say, hey, if you're lacking anything or if this isn't making sense or you need a little more help, come talk to me, giving him that opportunity to communicate with you.
0: For sure. Communication is key. Honestly, it's probably the biggest part of success for business in any kind of capacity, whether it's employees or taxes or insurance or whatnot, just being able to communicate and, you know, write out what you want. What is the goal here? What is the job? What does the job entail? You know, setting those, um, you know, JDs or job descriptions and saying, this is what I'm hiring you to do. These are the expectations. This is the rate that I want to pay you you know, do you accept?
1: Yeah. And then you you kind of get a feel for the person when you're setting. Obviously, once you've set that um, job description out, you've put your job posting out and you start sending those interviews, you you have to be able to kind of understand if that person is going to meet the needs based on their um, their demeanor, based on how they respond. So just kind of follow your instinct when you're when you're going through your hiring phase. Oh,
0: trust your instinct. That's really go with your gut you know, following your gut, unless your gut's always wrong, then maybe follow someone else's gut. But <laughs> trust your gut and, and really just use your common sense and, you know, your own experiences. Think about when you were an employee or if you still are an employee, what makes you happy to be there? What do you need to succeed? Um, and making sure that they also have that.
1: Yeah. I mean this is something that you guys are setting up and and we're hoping to be there for the journey so definitely understand how we did it and and what worked for us may be different from for what's going to work for you but always knowing to take in that description to it's a key thing this is kind of like your first impression of your company to whoever is looking to come work for you and so always having the questions and also for anyone listening that's looking for a job that's that is looking to become an employee knowing that we like questions like I when we're questions. doing job interviews we like questions you know it's kind of hard to say oh I'm interviewing you do you have any questions for me no <laughs> uh, honestly the best interviews okay
0: we're going to go back if you're looking for a job right now because you might the best interviews are when people come prepared with questions yes. and my favorite question is what does this person in this position What does a successful person in this position look like And I love that question. Like, what is your ideal candidate? And um, that's a great question to ask because that opens the employer or the hiring manager or whoever is there to, you know, answer these questions. It gives them a chance to say, well, this is what we're looking for. And this is what the person will do. And, you know, and it's an exchange, it's a business exchange. Hiring an employee is a literal business exchange. You are giving someone money in return for a service. Just like if you were to go to any other business and, you know, if you were to go to Nancy's um, Parkway National and you need insurance, that is a business exchange. I need insurance. I'll give you money for it. You know, that type of thing. And so same thing here. Treat it like a business transaction, but in a in a very, very kind way. <laughs>
1: no, know, but you're right. Yeah. You know, I've had <laughs> interviews when. I've kind of set the expectation, you know. I put out the the ad. This is kind of what we're needing, um, and I've had people respond. And one of the things they're very open, like I, rather, I'm a single mom. So what are my hours? What are the expectations? And also trying to be flexible with the fact that we do live in the real world, and people do have emergencies. And so sometimes that that you know it does come um, it does come up for them, and, and they're letting us know. So being able to be flexible in that manner. And you know, I'm really surprised. One thing we didn't bring up because I know I've used it is the um, the temporary job uh, hiring yes
0: you know there are temporary job um, you know, hiring companies out there. There are costs involved. Oftentimes, it's almost kind of like um, overtime when you're paying them. So, you know, it's it's one thing where for a temporary, usually about 90 days is I think the or a set number of hours right. um, is the the contract term. But basically, that person is an employee of the temporary employment agency, and you are paying them. So they're taking on all the liability. They're paying the taxes. They're having the workers comp. They have all of that stuff. So if you're you're paying some if you're hiring somebody at ten dollars an hour, it's probably gonna cost you 15. But you know, a lot of times it's worth it, especially if you're in that learning phase, or maybe it's a new position that you don't know is permanent. Right. Um, you know, I've, I've seen it happen before um, where it's like, this is a new position we're trying out. I don't know. I don't have the resources to source this. I need somebody pretty fast. Who do you have that would fit that? And they start sending you um, candidates and you can kind of decide, you know, this is what's working. Maybe the position isn't needed at all. Right. You know, it gives you a chance to put your toes in put the water your toes in
1: there. but also one of the things that she mentioned which is something we definitely have to talk just for two seconds on workers comp insurance because the moment you're going to start hiring an employee you know one employee two employees you want to make sure that they are covered in case anything were to happen so obviously when you go with a, a service company that's going to provide that you are paying a little more because they take on that liability 100 so it's something you don't have to kind of go into but that's another one of those things that you have to look into as well. Once you're ready,
0: Texas is the only state in the United States that does not legally require you to have workers' comp insurance,
1: which is. I think it's getting harder though to say that you're going to go bypass that. I know I, I do that crazy. because I always say that to a lot of people. You know what? It's not required in the state of Texas, but I will say for contractors, although it's not required, I've had so many more requests. I need a, a work um, work comp policy, and I'm like, oh, okay, it's not required. But now, as like for instance, if I'm high hiring somebody um to do a job and so they're going to be on property and whatnot i want to make sure their policy covers it because it's becoming a little more of a gray line as opposed to a fine line so yeah she's right um texas does not require it but there's so many things that can come back because the moment
0: again just like if they were your children the moment you hire somebody they are now your responsibility you know anything can go wrong you know (laughs) It's actually a funny story um this was not a client of mine but there was a time where somebody started at a business that i was not associated with but you know i i I was kind of talking to him about him and they said this lady started and it was a desk job this is a secretarial desk job she sits in a chair and she fell out of her chair the first day and had to go on disability for a short period of time because she like hurt her back really bad and that's on the workers' comp policy that is covered. If not, you open yourself up to liability, um, and that's why you have the insurance. You know, it's it's one of those like freak accident things that just randomly happened, and but it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a desk job. It doesn't matter if you're you know just doing whatever. If it is your employee, it is your responsibility if they are doing something work related. And they are on the clock. It's yeah. on you.
1: And that's why I said it's it's getting a little harder to say, yeah, it's easy to say, you know, Texas doesn't require it. And that used to be the best case scenario because we didn't have to sell, you know, we didn't have to buy it as employees, uh, as employers. Um, but honestly, it's a peace of mind for mm. our companies. Mm. Um, I'd rather have it than not. Absolutely. Because, that um, peace of mind, man. I think we talked about it at the be- towards the beginning. If you guys have been listening, um, anybody can sue you for anything. Yep. So I'd rather be covered.
0: Absolutely. And we <laughs> hope you never have to use it. And the the, le- the less you have to use it, the cheaper it is. Um, and also, like the the if you're doing something that's not high risk, so if your people aren't holding chainsaws, you know it is going to be pennies on the dollar. Um, but it's it's a good thing to have, and it, it's honestly, in my opinion, very very necessary. Yeah.
1: So definitely think about all that. And as always, guys, make sure if there's anything that we um, can clarify for you guys or, or you want us to talk about, um, slide in the DMs.
0: Slide in those DMs. Um, we also have our blog up on our BYOB byo bootstraps website um, where we'll be going into more things links Uh, we'll have some of our preferred vendors up um, and some sponsors uh, content as well so you know if you are looking for you know maybe you are hiring an employee or maybe you've already hired employees but your payroll is you know really just stressing you out and you're wanting to look for a better solution Um, you know, we'll have some of our our favorite suggestions up there. And um, yeah, we would love to, uh, you know, hear from you guys.
1: Yeah. So don't forget to listen, subscribe and uh, send us a message.
0: All right. Well, we will be back next week. Um, And uh, Nancy, as always, it's always a pleasure. (laughs) And uh, I'm really excited to uh, kind of dive into this more with you this is really fun i am too i feel like we see each other so much more now I aside know. from other
1: projects we're working on but still i'm, I'm pretty excited for this podcast it's for sure
0: and uh, we have some cool ideas coming up um so just make sure you follow us on social media if you haven't um just some cool projects um some happy hours some no- networking events that we're going to be launching pretty soon so uh we're really excited we're excited to grow this family with you guys and i'm really excited to see all the businesses that kind of you know you know get to learn from us because people have already been messaging me, me and like I had no idea and they already own their own business they're like I did not know this at all and so uh, those are the things that get me really warm and fuzzy inside
1: <laughs> <laughs> she gets so excited y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right guys see you soon bye